hadn't imagined that snakes who were charmed had once been wild. Susanna didn't realise that her international background already gave her a low level but enduring glamour in the queue outside the nursery. Susanna, they said, oh, she's half Swedish. I thought it was German. No, but her family live in Germany. She speaks five languages and Felix is learning most of them. The chorus shrugged and gave half-smiles at yet another instance of their own maternal inadequacy. Felix's nursery session finished at 3pm. Some mummies would arrive early and stand outside, juggling fractious babies or swaying from one Birkenstock to the other. Susanna would be one of these, minus the baby, and sometimes the Birkenstocks. Then there were the on-time ones who always arrived exactly as the doors opened. There was also the late-late crowd, who either sprinted in apologising every day, or most often sauntered in, unaware of the possible shame and anxiety caused to their offspring, who were left alone on the story mat or hiding under the climbing frame. Susanna would never have been one of these late ones. She thought that she had detected an edge, a barb in the nursery lady's voices. Oh, I expect Mummy's just caught in a traffic jam again. Don't worry, Bethany. Daddy's probably just in a long queue at the supermarket, like last week. Felix had once burst into tears at a book read on the tweenies. A little boy's mummy is late and he imagines she's gone to buy another boy or been eaten by a crocodile. She would never, ever put Felix through that. What if one day the nursery lady said something like, Daddy's in the pub, or Mummy prefers being at the gym to being with you? but she could see that they just wanted to get the sand swept up and get home to make their own children's tea. There were stern warnings issued in writing when children were enrolled. If you were twenty minutes late, they would telephone the emergency contacts you had given. If those people weren't available, the duty officer at social services would be informed, and if you still hadn't arrived after half an hour, your child would be handed over to the authorities. Would they really do that? Surely one of them would just take the uncollected child home with them. She hadn't discussed this possibility with any of the other mothers. After all, who would be more than twenty minutes late with their emergency contacts uncontactable? And who but Susanna, library lady, uber-organised person extraordinaire, would have bothered to read this small print anyway? As she reached the stop, she saw a bus pulling away. Never mind, it wouldn't matter. She had plenty of time. She could get right round the shops and be back in time to collect Felix. She sat down on one of those mean little flip-down seats, the only person waiting. Perhaps it was worth missing the bus so as not to have to stand in a crowd of students. Professor Lovett was walking towards her, smiling and swinging her bag in a rather girlish, carefree way. Susanna smiled too. Off into town? Professor Lovett asked. I just need the last few things for Felix starting school. Some white polo shirts. A big step, said Professor Lovage. Is he looking forward to it? I'm not sure. He doesn't seem to have much sense of time, so I don't think he holds the idea in his head much, but some of the children he knows from nursery will be going. I'm sure he'll be all right then. Good luck with the shopping. Thank you. Professor Lovage walked on, thinking that she should really go into town too. There were rather a lot of things she needed to do, birthdays coming up and so on but the thought of her garden in summer was just too tempting. She would rather expand her energies there, the watering and tying back and hoeing and sitting on her little bench seemed much more important than shopping. 
Susanna stared up the road. Still no sign of a bus. Students were starting to gather and bunch up at the stop. When it finally came, it would be rather crowded after all. Oh, look, a backhoe loader, she told herself as one passed. It might take her a long time to break the habit of commenting on all the heavy plant and construction vehicles she saw. Felix was now old enough not only to name them all accurately himself, but to be unimpressed by all but the most enormous or unusual. Here at the university, with its constant expansion and improvements, even giant wheel loaders were to a penny. She quietly wished that there was another little boy, a brother for Felix, to continue the hobby with, or a little sister. But no more babies had arrived, and she and Guy would have found any kind of treatment too intrusive. They no longer talked about it. A car of astonishing beauty pulled up, an Alfa Romeo spider in a metallic...